have I got a treat in store for you? You've got a serious beard there, man. Apart from the serious beard, have I got a treat in store for you on today's no. episode of the Truck and Driver podcast? Oh. That is serious, isn't it? It's, it's big, that, mate. Yeah, I was <laughs> contemplating, I made a joke, I says, I'm not going to shave my beard until I see you again, and I know I'm going to end up looking like ZZ Top or dead before that happens, so. <laughs> mm. This is the Truck and Driver podcast, and I have been doing. We're going to start off this episode with the news. The news. The news. From around the world of trucks this week, things what have done happened, and so on and so forth. Stafford's police have been out driving a truck around Staffordshire. It would have been unusual if they were driving it around Yorkshire, to be fair. However, record amount of offences, 317 offences, that they have caught people in cars and trucks doing things on their mobile phones and other such matters in their super truck, according to the local newspaper. Super truck. Well, it, this is everywhere now, and it's been going on for quite a while, where you've got the police in a tractor, you know, <clears> some description. They were, they were using that Iveco Australis that we had earlier in the year. Yeah. I think it was Thames Valley had that. And they drive about, and because they've got a higher viewpoint in a truck, they can see what's going on, and it's like shooting fish Aye. in a barrel for them. It's so easy, because so many people are going on. But I mean, I'm surprised that not every... Every truck should have a Bluetooth kit in it by now anyway, but I suppose they'll catch people who are, like, texting away on their phone and doing other things. But it said in one incident, it took two police cars to stop the driver of an HGV doing 60 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Lights, sirens, and everything. And they got him for um, not paying attention and being on his phone, and then they did him for his load not being secured either. Mm, good day. Good day for him then, eh? <laughs> And I have been looking for good news, believe me, during this time, and there isn't any, so... Moving on to item two, Senior Traffic Commissioner has written to all HGV operators telling them they could lose their own license <coughs> if you hit a bridge with your truck. And they're saying this is especially important now. Network Rail are doing their can't-fit-won't-fit, no-means-no sort of campaign that they've had on for a while, Um about um, hitting railway bridges in particular and because there's going to be a massive um, overload of deckers running this year on night trunks and everything because of the online shopping and because nobody's allowed to go out and shop. So they're saying that if you hit a bridge with your truck, you could lose your own licence and they've released details of the five most hit bridges in the country. And I keep saying, why don't they just put some sort of barrier that's non-lethal in the way of these bridges if they're that expensive and that vulnerable to be getting hit all the time yeah. instead of waiting for somebody to run one under them. 16-3 deckers are bloody horrible things as soon as you're off the motorway. Same answer, though, for why they don't put cameras up on uh, junctions where there's loads of accidents and death until some high-profile death and then suddenly cameras appear. You know, people have been saying for years, there's a few junctions appear just off Woodhead Pass, has led school junctions, been loads of people killed on that. They won't do anything about it, they won't put a flashing sign up saying there's a giveaway line. If it's misty up there, people come from Dunford Bridge mm. or Penniston. No idea there's a junction till. Bang. Bosh. But will they do out? Will they bugger it? Same with that. They'll not uh, put dangly bits of wood and chains up, because that's, well, that's, that costs money. 
Yeah, it costs like a fraction of the amount of money. What I've been doing this week as well, I've been reading. Are you on your local? You're on your local village page for Facebook. No, I'm banned. Oh, you're banned. All right, I'm in the. I'm in the process mm. of probably getting banned off of mine because it's. Yeah. It's full of like. It's a godsend getting banned. It's full of unbelievably stupid people. Well, there was a woman uh, who was grassing in. I was quite. This was my achievement the last week in believe. Well, apart from getting truck and driver sent to press. An achievement um, I'm actually proud of this week. <laughs> <laughs> a woman, Linda, from the Facebook page, nice to know that the school buses are exempt from both the 20 miles an hour speed limit and can indeed drive at 30 miles an hour plus throughout Polbeth. She lists the registration, well done driver, 19 likes. And then I wrote... Um, it's about time those buses got a move on. They're horrendous to get stuck behind. Good on them, and I got 23 likes for that. So take that, Linda. <laughs> and then somebody mm. else said, Ya grass, further on down there. <laughs> somebody else said, Surprised they can go that fast. Oh, it is so many. The pages, there was somebody else. I was just reading it here, waiting for the podcast to begin. Because everybody must have this. And I would love to hear your local village stories if you're, if you're on your local page. Because it's full of if the thickest only. people. It's full of the thickest people on the planet. Lucky I was an adult and not a young kid. Went to cross at lights and a small black van with orange stripes just blew past a red light. Luckily I seen the van speeding and knew to wait and stay safe. But imagine if it was a younger kid. I would hate to imagine what the outcome could have been. Sad face. A71 is turning into a dangerous road nowadays. <laughs> and then it goes on. And then so the, the first reply, too many arseholes moving to the area who don't give a flying you-know-what, and it's only going to get worse with all the new houses getting built. <laughs> Clearly the only people that use the A71 are the people who live in the village. <laughs> Uh, there was one I was going to do that's why I oh, there's one rep I was going to reply to this that's why I always tell our two Megan to wait till the cars stop before both ways they cross as I've seen it happen before with a wee boy in Bailey class does this woman have two children called Megan this is what I would like to know and then it goes on and on and on. The people I used to live in West Calder many years ago, and it was a dangerous road even then. It's like it's something from Mad Max or something like that. And it's just, mm. it's a it's a crumb of entertainment for me <clears throat> in difficult times. Do you want some more news? Oh, please. Twenty thirty petrol and diesel car ban. Yeah. Right. It's like Corbyn promising free university places for all and free sandwich toasters and free tennis rackets for students. Boris won't be here after next year, so Boris can promise whatever the hell he wants to keep his missus happy. The end. It is. We might as well say that. Yeah, a free Scania 770S with every copy of Trucking Driver um, November 2030. Yep, no worries. Yeah. She'll well, be in a lot. They dragged right. somebody out. Have you, have you ever heard of Volta? Is that an alien overlord? Or, or no, I think there's a, there's a band called the Mars Volta. Volta are an electric truck company, and the CEO okay. of Volta got wheeled out for a quote saying that they need to extend the petrol and diesel ban further to large, large goods vehicles as well, so it can all run on electric. 
And Quentin Wilson made a good point this week. It's all very well saying you can all have an electric car or you can have an electric anything you want, but they're not going to end, they're not going to invest in the infrastructure. If you live in a block of high-rise flats, how are you all going to charge your cars at night when they're down at street level and and all this? Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. They're not going to extend it, and it's not happening. Well, bit... it, it won't matter, will it? Because if you live in a block of high-rise flats, you won't be able to afford an electric car. Thus, it'll go back to Victorian London where Boris and his mates can ride the streets of Whitechapel at night murdering hookers in their horse and carriage with their coachmen while the peasants live in the slums, which is where we're going. It's just, it's going to be a latter-day nice, version well, of high-rise slums as opposed to terraces. Well, the thing with cars is as well, that a lot of people in lower incomes now have older diesel cars, which everybody were implored to buy years ago. So now, like, 2008, 2009 diesel cars, which are like the devil, a lot of people in low incomes have them because they're cheap to run. So, yeah, 2030 petrol and diesel vehicle ban. Yeah, let's catch us that in 10 years' time. Provided I'm not in Canada, dead, gone insane. Same goes for you, really. All three. I'll be dobby insane and dead before you, I promise. You reckon? Is that a challenge? I'm, I'm going well at it this week. <clears throat> well, I might be in prison before you, anyway. I've just... Um... I'm just done? reading some fa- I'm just reading some Facebook comments on your post, and I've uh, I've just added another man to the murder list, so that's all right. You'll just have to make context to that because what we did before this podcast came on, Chris and I had a long phone conversation to discuss all the clearly libelous and furious things, you know, about like you know, all the stuff that we can't post about relating to work and um, people's ex-husbands who happen to be narcissists and things that we can't talk about in the podcast. <laughs> so I put a post on Facebook and I'm now going to have to go and read that and I mentioned I got a new brush you did that was my uh, contribution to that intellectual discussion I've got a new brush you've got a new brush yeah that was the entire discussion Yeah. to be fair everybody is assuming on the Facebook post that it was your bitterness mm. and vitriol and to be fair it was mm. mostly mine ah. <laughs> I found it curious when I said what I said on the, the, the thing was it would free up things for intellectual discussion pertaining to challenges facing the transport industry during these unprecedented times. And Michael Gardner wrote, what unprecedented times are they then? Well, Michael, try and get on an aeroplane and fly to Denmark and see where it gets you. Mm. <laughs> Not very far, I can assure you. Not very. Back to the news. There was a lorry raid. Um, five million quid's worth of Apple products nicked from a lorry on a slip road and that was being followed by a security guard in a van and then they moved it somewhere else and that is all gone. They've not named the haulier, but that's like a really well set up operation, that. Mm. But surely Apple must know everything that's been nicked. It must all have serial numbers and it must be... I would assume that any electronic device such as an iPhone 11 is extremely trackable from the minute it leaves the factory. So if you've nicked several million quids off of iPhones off the back of a lorry, Apple must yeah. know those phones and therefore can make them yeah. worthless. Yeah, so that makes you wonder, doesn't it, really, where all this started? Yeah, in the factory, probably. Yeah, right. yeah, it seems like it always like that. It's like when a trailer load, a trailer load of whiskey gets gashed open because somebody's on a night out in a lay-by, you like, that's not supposed to be there, really. But hmm. Second last bit of news for this week. Um, the 25-metre double Arctic trial 
may be set to get, get the go-ahead in the UK. They may actually be willing to try it. I thought they were trying this um, platooning thing where they drive all the trucks close together, but we've heard precisely nothing about that, probably because they've tried it and realised it doesn't work. But two Arctic trailers connected up, it would work. Just back it on Bay 5 drives. Well, mm-hmm. it, would work, it would work no problem at all, but we know why it can't, and the answer to that is Highways England, because they shut the motorway every night. Aye. That's about the end of that. Oh, no, the, MA, the MAN TGX won European Truck of the Year. The Foden Alpha has once again been cruelly denied the top title. Cretins. They are, I don't understand why not. My threats are getting nowhere, you know? No, no. Right, that's the end of the news for this week. So please, tell us, what's the situation with the Foden? In terms of? Everything. Um, if, if I have some more wheels by the weekend, it's going into paint shop for three weeks on Friday. If not, it isn't. Therefore, I will be murdered by Brian at Ultimate Paint in uh, Rotherham. And I will mm. be here next week, and it'll be an interesting competition for January issue of Find the I feel quite carcass. bad about that. So, yeah, basically, mm. it's, it's my responsibility mm. to sort of to find you a set of wheels for I, somehow I, I agreed mm. to this, thinking it was a lot easier at the time. How many children yeah. am I leaving fatherless? At least four, oh, to okay. my knowledge. Well, basically, you know, I'm I'm never going to be allowed to travel abroad again. So, you know, if you, if you don't mind, I'll just you know step into your shoes. If he if he's all right with that, if I can retrospectively get the truck painted and you know move to Yorkshire, then you know, I think we've got, I think we've got a solution. I think we've got a solution there. Aye. <laughs> God, from cats to kids, it's a big jump. Trust me, you'd be uh, you'd be on about hundred grains of Valium with every meal if you had four kids. <laughs> God, that's, a, that's quite a lot, you know. Let's, mm. That's all, yeah. You know that, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. My work has banned me from the office this week, finally. For inappropriate touching again. Well, no, there's nobody else in the office mm. apart from Alistair from Transport News. Well, yeah, yeah but you sat- can still inappropriately touch yourself in the office and get caught. Nah, you get yourself tucked most comfortably under the table. If you've got some false arms in your jacket and put your sleeves on the table with your hands near your keyboard. Exactly, aye. And that's, it. That's, yeah. that's exactly what you do. Mm. But now I've been banned. They banned me from the office because of coronavirus now. Somebody down south is, who's probably been at home since March has realised something or another. And I'm like, it's probably just as well that they don't know everything that I've done to put the magazine together over the past few months. What with the... 30,000 miles put in the cars this year, not to mention all the truck driving and things. Probably just as well they didn't notice that. So I'm going to stay at home and um, drink quite a lot, really. Slide into madness again. Yeah, yeah, like those kind Mm. of... Well, people pick up the podcast now, and I'm like, to be honest with you, some of the ones mid-lockdown might have been a bit surreal. Mm, Just a little bit. (laughs) The cat did some of them for you. Right. <coughs> so some Karen down country said, "Oh no, it's not safe to go into an office on your own." Is that is that it? Oh. Yeah, basically, we're not allowed to be mm. in the office together, even though it's a gigantic office, and there's nothing that's actually been said in Scotland. Because I was like, "What the bloody hell's happened now?" Because then I've got to go back mm. and scroll through Twitter to see what if there's any new restrictions been put in place. And it's because Scotland, certain mm. parts of it are going into tier four sort of thing, but none of the guidance from working from home has just changed or anything. You know, 
Mm. I would like to leave the house in the morning and go and drive somewhere <coughs> and go and do my work yeah. and come home because it, it gives me some purpose and some time scales. Yeah. Do a driving. Right. I could I could go drive I could do a little bit more driving because the one hundred and thirty two page issue of Truck and Driver is on sale now. Well no it won't be. It will be on sale on the twenty seventh of November, <coughs> which is Friday. By the time this podcast is on, it'll generally be on sale. And I look forward to the many, many messages on Facebook Messenger from people in Ireland who can't find it. Hi. <laughs> the sense of anticipation is yep, building I, I for that, yep, I can't, in for that letterbox. Yep, I can't, I can't wait. You know, I, I, I cower every time I get a Facebook Messenger notification these days. Mm. But anyway, Bless. so your Foden, going back to that, yes, well, what, what we've been doing is Chris is trying to get his Foden... Uh, a bit of love, a bit of uh, sprucing up because he's not going to. You, dear listener, and I both know that he's not going to be selling it this side of the coronavirus pandemic, I think. So it's sending away to get a bit of love. So I've been trying to sort him out with a demonstrator truck of something of some description to use in truck and driver, which would normally not be too difficult, but because of coronavirus and things. Trucks are in short supply. There aren't they? You, you try to get a hired unit. Yeah, I could only get dross. You know, things that you'd not dare go around round about twice in. Like, you know, 10-year-old skankers and stuff. I thought, yeah, lovely. I'd love to go past uh, Mr. Happy on the roundabout at Immingham every morning in some 10-year-old death trap. That'd be grand for £3,500 a week. Yeah, I mean, you could have, sure. uh, well, there is, my Foden would have been free, but I still don't trust it because it's been parked up for mm. nearly a year and I don't want phone calls about e-cast valves and um, blowing airbags and stuff like Do that. Do you mind not using it then? Stephen, he's got it, but he's done a bit of work on it before it goes out full time. But if you were to get it, yeah. it would be kind of getting shoved into service a bit quicker than what mm. we would like. But as it happens, the good old lovely people at OK Trucks Iveco came up with the goods and said, yes, you can have one of our lovely um, Stralises 2017 platers, which are available at a very con- competitive rate <laughs> weekly. So you've got one of those. Um, there was a catch, though, because it's not a press demonstrator, and if, you're, if you've got a press demonstrator, they'll come and pick it up and drop it off to you. They've said, uh, like, the truck's in, like, Croydon or Heathrow or Reading, and you need to pick it up. So I'm like, ah, and also, I need to photograph this truck for the magazine as well to put forward the benefits of a cost-effective Euro 6 vehicle. So I think I think on Friday, I'm going to go and um, make an essential journey to go and pick this vehicle up for you. I'm going to go and pick Thank it up you. for you with the photographer and deliver it to you the following day. So you've got a beautiful 2017 Euro 6 Iveco Stralis to drive while your phone is in the paint Bella. shop. Thank you so much to Iveco for that. That was very kind of you. It was. You couldn't have given us one that was parked in Hull or Leeds, though. No. That's just the way of the year. There. It's the way of the year. Nothing can, nothing, can be, nothing can be allowed to be straightforward. There's a catch with everything. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like when we went into lockdown, we were in Tier 2, but when we come out of lockdown next week, all thoughts of nipping up to the Rose and Crown have been scuppered by the threat that we're going into tier three which no. begs the question why are we coming out of lockdown god oh it's mad it is 
such a bizarre time. The only the, the a good thing I noticed today was it's one year I got up my Facebook memories to the day since I spent a lovely weekend driving the MAN TGX five ten at Pollocks, where I just went down and did a couple of weekend shifts and drove the thing. And it surprises me that that was a year ago, and it does give me some crumb of comfort that at least, bloody hell, that was a year ago already. One yeah. of those things lasted. Yeah, well, we're nine months into this bollocks already, aren't we? So, um, oh, we are, yes. Matt Hancock, you know, reliable Matt who knows his brief inside and out. Reliable Matt said on the radio this morning, "Don't worry, all this will be over by Easter." <laughs> But Matt didn't say which Easter, so there we go. No, well, that's his get-out clause. I, gen- I genuinely think a few of us could get together mm. at a truck show and get absolutely bollocksed and still come up with a better plan and a more cohesive yeah. set of actions than what these politicians and government people have done mm. because they don't have a clue. I suppose I should mention as well in the news, it was National Lorry Week last week. Well, that went by without any uh, well, it, it, any fanfare, didn't it? Well, it passed me right over my head because I was completely absorbed getting truck and driver out the door. And that was a hell of a job, that, um, just because of the nature of the extra pages and all that. But I'd noticed that like the, the RHA and things, they were out speaking to... They, were at, uh, they went to Lim Truck Wash and they went to... So uh, chipping and pit stop, and then they went and stuck this Mercedes Actros under an Eddie Stobart trailer and everything. And I'm like, well, you're just preaching to the choir there. You don't want to Aye. be where you. You don't want to have that lorry talking to lorry drivers. You should have had the bloody thing. And I know it's difficult because of coronavirus. They should have had it in talking to people at schools. They should have been sitting in the car parking area of the motorway services and talking to Barbara and Walter about you know what they've been up to in their cars and why they might like to respect trucks a bit more because that's mm. the you know we like lorries you know the, this is our job this is what we do we get we've got on with it throughout the coronavirus pandemic but they needed to be speaking to people out with the industry who just think lorries are a big mobile pest that's my opinion on it and and aside from that yes it did just go straight over my head and i forgot about it all week uh, sorry, RHA. If anybody from the RHA listens to this, probably not. <clears throat> probably not. <clears throat> I saw nothing anywhere. There was some talk of some. Um, I think it was Facebook posts trying to encourage people to wave and unfurl banners on bridges to say thank you to um, you know wagon drivers. Needless to say, they didn't. Um, and again, if they'd have gone and parked outside an Audi parts counter somewhere with it and tried to talk to Audi drivers and explain that death is not all it's cracked up to be and it's probably not your best plan on the morning at Sheffield to come from third lane to slip road at Meadowall right under my light bar because this is suspiciously was... specific mm-hmm. well you know you told me to get a dash cam last year I've got one um, I have, I've lost all my inhibitions now if they want to go for it now they can go for it they're on camera it's not my problem I was Momentarily blinking. Not quite. That's that's what they need to do. Aye? They need to go out and like speak to, speak to the general public for it to to kind of continue that crumb of goodwill that was momentarily issued towards the yeah. the lorry driving um, industry. Because I know, like, it was still like going back to that um, village page as well. There was somebody saying, "I watch lorries going through West Calder at fifty miles an hour all day long," and it's like, 
No, you don't. If you saw a lorry going 50 miles an hour through a village, you know, you would know all about it. It would seem to you as if it was going 100 miles an hour. You can't do that. It's just the, the perception. I win the holiday to rip all your plants off the trellises and drag your wheelie bins over walls and vacuum that it creates. It would do. 50. <laughs> but, you know, Graham or Peter or whoever it is is probably frightened by anything bigger than a moped. Absolutely. Dick. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there we are. It's nearly Christmas. On the day of recording this, it is the 23rd of November, which is Monday. Is and, yeah, mm. by the time this comes out, it will be all but one month to Christ, Christ festive day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, <laughs> festive day. <laughs> yes, and, and what a merry Christmas it will be this year when the police okay. are kicking your door in at like 11 o'clock on, on Christmas Day morning to check that there's not more than three households like the, spreading yeah, I like diseases. The, I like the arrogance of the politicians to think they can control people to that degree, mm. where they'll say, oh, well, you can have, like, a Christmas, you know, you can you can go ahead and have a, have a bit of cheer. Like, everybody wasn't going to go and do it anyway. Like, the people who haven't been ignoring the rules from the start aren't going to go and mm. do it. But I tell you what, because all the shops... Mm. My mum was down Livingston Centre on the 11th of November, 11th or 12th of November, just before Scotland went into the more heavy lockdown, and she said it was like Christmas Eve. That's how busy the shop, the shops mm. were, because people were desperate to get out and get shopping done. And I wonder how bit, all this is doing, all this stuff is playing into the hands of Amazon, who are looking for contractors. You can go and be an owner-driver for Amazon now if you want. You can go and buy a truck and stick their stickers on it and go and pull the trailers. But as far as I'm aware, Could it's I. not necessarily particularly profitable. By the time everybody that's I running this job has their percentages out be, of it, then no, there's nothing left in it. But, stand you know, to the with the wagon at the end. But the thing is, Amazon it must be making an absolute killing out of the coronavirus stuff because everybody's mm. going to do all the Christmas shopping online instead of going to shops. And I was kind of thinking, because I've got the opportunity in December... I can go out and do some. I can go out and do some driving. I was hoping maybe, maybe just maybe, I could go to Denmark between Christmas and New Year, but I don't even think I can do that because of the whole mink farm thing, and Britain picking on a small country. But I was thinking, do I want to go out and get involved in any of this Amazon stuff in the run up to Christmas? Because I suspect it might be like hell on earth because it's going to be so busy. If anybody's out doing this sort of stuff, please get in touch. I would love to get some feedback from you on how you're getting on in the run-up to Christmas this year. Is it any different to normal in terms of volumes? Because I suspect that Amazon aren't going to be able to cope with that amount of stuff. Like, there's going to be trucks backed right out the place all day long. The roads are terrible. Really busy at the minute. Coming through Sheffield tonight, four-ish. Just absolute bloody chaos on M1 it's like there's nobody that cannot be correct is because well people have just, people have gone back to work haven't they they're not working from mm. home in any sort of degree as they were before no no just about everything's open apart from the evil that is the local cafe and the local pub you know the two places that actually went to some some effort <clears throat> effort to put screens up and to you know to play by the rules and I don't know any pubs in this vicinity that have had any issues whatsoever, but no, they were the exactly. first to get it. Yeah. And the cafes, bosh, shut those down. And the you know the little shop that sells sewing tackle for grandma and penis yeah. gone, shut. Yeah, the well, smallest. You go, 
the easiest Troll ground Tesco's yep crack on well they said it, it as well like you can only buy essential items from certain places and it's like picking on the easiest target as mm. well that thing about Denmark with the mink uh, infected with coronavirus as well mm. that was across six countries like Italy, Spain, America all had this problem as well. But the UK only picked on Denmark and made these hard sanctions against them because it was basically one small Scandinavian country that wouldn't be able to fight back and do anything. So Britain mm. could turn around and say, look how strong we were on this matter. And it's the same with these little shops, you know. It's like, why are the little people getting yeah. kicked so unbelievably hard? Yeah. It's not. It's not fair. It doesn't make any sense. No. Well, there's no power. There's no votes in small shops, is there? You know, there's no voting power. It's, you know, agriculture is getting arsehold at the moment, absolutely arsehold by the sellout, you know. Um, matey boy at the time, who was it at the time, went on camera. It was uh, old slobbery chops. Michael Gove went on saying, oh, yes, the animal welfare standards and food standards are absolutely gold-plated when we, you know. Anyway, so what have they done? Exactly the opposite. A manifesto promise. They've just lied and they've completely sold agriculture down the river. Animal welfare standards, forget that. Food standards, forget that. Get some chlorinated chicken banged over from America. Not a problem. That's what they've done. Farming, my good people, is about to get the biggest twatting it's had in 100 years. And and this lot that I've taken to referring to as this lot recently, you know, uh, despite being a lifelong raving Tory of the highest order, are a disgrace they are selling us out and they're going to sell us out on brexit so get ready all you brexiteers fellow brexiteers i should say they're going to sell us out completely and utterly he's going to play lip service to all this hard hard negotiating and then he's going to shaft you about 10 to 12 on new year's eve boom get ready it's a pineapple and it's a massive european one and it's going straight up on new year's eve dry Dry, well, dried. Yeah, there's a, there, that's it'll a, come dry. There's going to be, there's, there's going to be, tar- going to be a tariff on all manner of lubricants. So yeah, it's going yeah. dry. Dry, yeah. UK <laughs> is going to be. It's going to have a fifteen percent import tariff in bulk. So forget that. It's going to be pineapples at dawn. Lucky dawn. <laughs> that's the title. So, that's the title of this episode. Pineapples at dawn. For dawn. Yeah. Anyway. Pineapples for um, dawn. Yeah. It's more than the usual background anger. I'm now. Disillusioned, betrayed, and angry. We go through fa- we go through phases of. I think we've been really up and down over the course of this podcast over the year. I had to have a meeting with some sponsors because we're very nearly got a good sponsorship deal on the podcast, and I'd explained mm. that it hadn't really worked out this year how I'd expected it to work out because a lot of it was. I mean, we were supposed to go to um, Harrogate to Tipex. Yeah. And we were supposed to all go out. You know, we should have. Mm. There should have been a whole room of lorry drivers sitting after a couple of beers talking about trucks and everything. And it would have been so good. It would have worked out so well to go and do it at some of the shows and things. And yeah, there yeah. were special guests I wanted to get on. I wanted to invest money. And if I can get a sponsor and invest more money in it, it means you can get like multiple people talking at the same time. Because we had yeah, Mar- yeah. Marty yeah. on the podcast as well a couple of times. And a lot of it's just been a matter of just getting through from one week to the one week to the next, um, and it's uh, yep we've fi- we've nearly made it to the end of the year somehow. Mm, somehow. Somehow. Without the knock on the door. Without the knock on the door, yeah. Well, It'll be nice. Mm-hmm. It really will be nice whenever it comes in spring to be able to just forget all this toss. 
and get back to important things like truck shows, beer, all the usual stuff that matters to drivers. Uh, exa- exactly, I. But I'll tell you something, and it's, without and it's doubt, a mask. Uh, it's not a face covering, it's a mask. That's something that's mask. been pissing me off. And what's a face covering? That's like safety it's, cameras. It's a well. mask. So if I walk in with a pair of lacy panties on my face, which I've honestly that's, never done before, I, I'd not that's, bat an ac- that's acceptable. Yeah, fine. Just don't call it a face covering. It's a bloody mask. It's been good enough to be a mask for years, but it's like furlough. What in the name of God? That word was invented. That word was invented this year, was it not? Never heard of that. Bollocks! It's American. It's American. Is that where it's from? Yeah, face covering. Bollocks! It's a mask. Put your mask on. Nobody says stop. Put your face covering up, do they? No, it's a mask. That's just another thing. Like stay safe. That you all take great pleasure in going stay safe on Facebook to me. Bunch of ball bags. Well, <laughs> there'll be a reckoning. There will be a reckoning after this when everybody's forgotten it and they've all settled down. I'm fat like an elephant and I have a memory like an elephant and I'll be coming for you. That's it. You're well, you're well set for like the dawn of great pestilence. You'll be drunk at a truck show next summer somewhere. You'll have forgotten. I won't. I'll pop around and put a bat at me in that dress. <laughs> a dire warning of things to come, listeners. Right, on that note, I shall catch up with you again very soon. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.